0: Thank you for listening to the Spielman & Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. 156 episodes strong as we near our one-year anniversary. That's nearly 225,000 total listens. We hope you'll send us an email to express your thoughts on our show content or any questions that you have about football life or faith. podcast at gmail.com. And please recommend someone you know in need of COVID-19 relief for our weekly drawing, of $250, which we do each Friday. Four people receive $250 each, $1,000 a week total, on our way to our goal of $40,000 in total giveaways. We thank you for patronizing our sponsors, HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com, AUINFO.com, and Willis Spangler Starling Attorneys. And also, keep in mind, for those photographic memories that you want to preserve forever, Flashes Fun. Flashesofun.com. They'll save you thousands on senior pictures or any photograph that you would like to commemorate. Flashesofun.com. Previously on the Spielman & Hooley We Tackle Life podcast.
1: What the other ramification that nobody's talking about is what about the sponsors? Ohio State football. What's Ohio State football going to do with those?
0: Yeah, those the like, amount um, of money that they're going to lose because if you're not playing, I ain't paying. Yeah, the Hondas and the Giant, know, Eagle, Deers, Giant Eagle Krogers. Giant Eagle Krogers—they're on the hook for millions of dollars. That's in stadium advertising. That's advertising on broadcast. Broadcast wouldn't take place. La 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 you la. la, la Mister Spillman.
1: Well, one thing I'm hearing is uh, the Power Five is really intent on playing. Good. Uh, but over a 13-week period, that way they can they get a sudden case. Yeah, you got
0: three, four off weeks in yeah. there. So, I mean, that makes sense. It makes I sense mean. to me. Here's what doesn't make sense to me, mm-hmm. and I got to... Fear, 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 yeah, fear. Fear doesn't fear. make sense to me. No, it doesn't. Uh, but, you know, we look at life through a different prism here on the Spielman & Hooley We Tackle Life podcast, where we mix um, our love for sports with our love for Jesus and our faith, and we get to the faith portion of the podcast at the end of the podcast, but I do love sports, and I do um, love counterintuitive thinkers. I think one of the best out there in the sports realm is Clay Travis, and I know Clay is a guy that has, in the past, mocked, laughed, criticized uh, Ohio State. So Ohio State fans hate him, but his uh, insight on <laughs> media trends and things like that cannot be disputed. He's turned himself from a you know a blogger into a multi multi millionaire with his own media company that now can afford to hire. A talent like Jason Whitlock, but mm-hmm. the thing that Clay asked, and and he just he asked the questions like the other day. You asked a question that I thought was really insightful, and you said, "If kids are going to get coronavirus at home, and kids are going to get coronavirus playing sports, then why are we not playing sports?" Right, a pretty simple question. Clay asked the question today or yesterday. If the NFL, the NBA, the Major League Baseball players, hockey, hockey, soccer, the PGA, the WNBA, UFC, the Professional Bowlers Association, Boxing, Horse Racing, NASCAR can all play. Why can't college football play? I mean it's a simple question. Simple it's answer. a pretty simple question.
1: I talked to a fella at ESPN. He didn't want to be named. Interesting guy. Uh, and we met, I, I, I have many, many friends at ESPN Mm -hmm. You develop relationships. Yeah.
0: Were you there like 10 years, 12 years?
1: Uh, more, longer than that, 18, 16 years.
0: Wow. were there as about as long as I was at the plane dealer.
1: Yeah. So, um, this person, uh, I, I really like this person. This person is a really strong willed person Mm -hmm. and very smart. Uh, a couple things. I asked him if he took the 15% pay cut that everybody took. He said they called him. He said, no, I'm not taking a pay cut. I have a contract. <laughs> I said, good for you, man. Wow. They called him back again. He said, no, I'm not going to take a pay cut. This I guy have a must contract. have some leverage. Um, he does. Yeah. I'll tell you who it is off the air. I yeah, won't yeah. say it on air because yeah. I don't have permission to use no, his fine. name. Um, then I said what are you thinking? What are you hearing about college football? He said, absolutely nothing. And I go, let me ask you the question I'm asking on my podcast. And I said to him that same question. If kids get playing COVID, not playing sports and kids can get COVID playing sports, why are we not playing sports? And he said, well, you know the answer. He said, it's lawsuits. I said, well, why don't they sign a waiver? He said, yeah, they can sign a waiver. But what if grandma sues Ohio State?
0: Yeah, true. That's the thing. Waivers, they say waivers are not, you know, legally bulletproof. Yeah. Um, I'm of the opinion that college football is in peril because college football is the last place where they can use the coronavirus and the fear of the coronavirus. And a lot of it's legit. I mentioned the other day, I have a friend who I asked you guys to pray for because uh, someone in his family tested positive I believe they are asymptomatic, but he has two children that are compromised. So I, I don't want my comments about the coronavirus to come off as it's a hoax. It's ma-. when I, I'm not saying it's a hoax. People have died. Okay. the The numbers are that about somewhere between 80 and 90% of the people who have died are people over the age of 70. Mm-hmm. And many of them had conditions that made their exposure to the coronavirus more lethal than a normal healthy person like you and I. Right. A normal healthy person like Ryan Day, like Nick Saban, like you know the people there's the very little risk that young people die from the coronavirus. Does is every person who's a college football player guaranteed to survive the coronavirus? No. No. They're not. They're not guaranteed to survive a practice. Correct. Okay, they're just not.
1: Yeah. Well, we've had uh on Fortunate and awful deaths over the years. Yeah, Jordan
0: McNair, Rashidi Wheeler. It happens, and it's not insignificant when it happens. It's tragic, it's terrible, it's heinous, it's horrible. Significant injuries on the football field. Well, you cannot live life and eliminate all risk. You just can't. Okay, so I believe, getting back to my original point, college football is in peril because college football is the last frontier where the people who want to make this maximize the political fallout of this can leverage the coronavirus against a sport and colleges will listen to it because colleges are the most what was the word we came up with? Idealistic. Idealistic. Yes. Colleges, college campuses are the most idealistic place in America. Right. Fantasy. This land, is hard this is hard for me because I have cultivated many friendships over the years with many sports writers. I want to keep those friendships. Mm -hmm. I hope I can disagree with someone who has been a friend and remain a friend.
1: Why wouldn't you be able to? As
0: much as is possible, I want to live at peace with other people. But I cannot allow, you know, I cannot address a topic and have the ultimate illustration of my opinion of the topic right in front of me on a laptop screen not use it without being critical of a person's opinion i disagree with their opinion right and i'm talking about pat 40 sports illustrated pat has had a fantastic career in journalism pat is a great father pat's kids have done phenomenal swimming at stanford I like Pat Forty a lot. I just happen to disagree on a worldview with the world. My view of the world is different than Pat Forty's view of the world. And here's my Ill- why I cite Pat Forty is because here's his column, his latest column in Sports Illustrated. Illustrates why I think college football is in peril and all these other sports that we mentioned, uh, that Clay Travis mentioned, are not in peril. Here's Pat's column. One of Donald Trump's favorite things to do as president has been visiting college football games in friendly locations, bathing his eternally needy ego in applause and affirmation. Last season alone, he attended the LSU-Alabama game in November, Army-Navy game, December college football playoff between LSU and Clemson. The first football fan was nearly as ubiquitous within the sport as Kirk Herbstreet. That's going to be a difficult vanity play to repeat in 2020. And Pat goes on to cite that there will be no college football no or reduce college football crowds, blah, 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 blah. Here's the money. Here's the first of two money sentences. If the season dies, we know who had the biggest hand in killing any chance of it happening. Donald Trump. Okay. I'm thinking if the season dies, the biggest hand in killing any chance of it happening would be the coronavirus to me, not Donald Trump. But that's where Pat and I disagree. Now, here is a, is something I found. He cites a graphic from the NCAA. And it's a graphic that is a projection, okay, of what the NCAA anticipated would happen with the coronavirus after states reopened. Okay, so he's using a model, and how often have the models been wrong? Remember when 2 million people were going to die from the coronavirus?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: 10,000 a day. 10,000 a day. Didn't happen. But let me read this sentence that he uses to transition from Donald Trump's the most responsible to here's why we're not going to have college football. A graphic in the NCAA's latest return of sport guidelines was a reality slap. The graphic showed where the U.S. was in terms of confirmed cases in late April when the NCAA began crafting procedures for how college athletics could resume in the fall. It showed the projected downward trend line for where the U.S. was heading if it it sustained initiatives it had begun and reopened with commensurate pragmatism and care and showed how our numbers went the other way while Europe-Japan flattened the curve. Um, He says... As the graphic this is from the NCAA report. As the graph below indicates, when the NCAA began discussions about return to sport after the cancellation of the winter and spring samus, there was an expectation that such a return would take place within a context that assumed national testing strategies and enhanced. So I just raised my hand to four words in there. If assumed expectation and something else. Everybody's been wrong in the perception of this, of the anticipated path of this. And this is why I think college football is in danger, because this is a very political column. Pat doesn't like Donald Trump. It's his right not to like Donald Trump. I happen to prefer Donald Trump to any Democratic candidate solely because Donald Trump upholds pro-life values, and that's my number one standard of any political candidate. Mm -hmm. So I hope I can disagree with Pat's view of this, and, and remain friends with Pat, it's not in my power. I'm going to always remain friends with Pat, but Pat doesn't have to remain friends with me. He gets control of that from his side of things. But I find this kind of column, this and Pat is a columnist, so it's fine for him to columnize. Yes. It's fine for him to give his opinion. But I find this to be indicative and instructive of why we won't look at data, hard data, and make decisions that are prudent based on hard data, which is that young people don't transmit the virus, aren't at imminent risk of death from the virus, and yet we're, I believe, politicizing college football has become... College football has become the last the remaining political
1: has, football. The media has politicized Yeah, it's become football. the
0: last remaining political football. It just has.
1: Then the... Um, Leadership has recruited stars in the college football world to get their message out, Yeah, a la Ryan Day and other players. Gene Smith, too. Gene Smith.
0: And And let's be honest. Let's be real honest in case people are going to listen and go, well, Chris, you made an announcement early on. I did.
1: I made an announcement to to, uh, two weeks to
0: flatten the curve. Two weeks to flatten the curve.
1: Yeah, I stuck by my word. Yeah. And I still, and I stick by my word now, I live responsibly. My whole uh, position is there is clearly sports reporters out there that see an opportunity to tell everybody how smart and woke they are, or how much idealism they have, and they have the power of the pen, And I go back to one thing. I mean, we either choose to live or we choose to exist. So they want to choose to exist. You have to eventually make a decision to play through because as much as we see reported about cases, we don't see the reporting reporting on foreclosures. We don't see the reporting on child abuse. We don't see the reporting on spousal abuse. We don't see the reporting on suicides are up. We don't see the reporting on drug
0: and alcohol abuse rising. Undiagnosed illnesses because people yeah. don't go to the doctor because they've been canceled and well, then their breast cancer or their their cancer disease. The re- yeah. We don't see that. We, we don't, don't see, see the reporting. Heart of, disease not diagnosed, all that stuff. Uh,
1: some hospitalizations up because uh, people have chosen now to go to elective surgeries. Could that be a reason why there's more people in the hot? You just don't see it. You have a few reporters out there that are trying to get the facts out. Uh, one one guy that's pretty sharp is a guy named Alex Berenson, former reporter of the New York Times. Uh, I you know, and I try to read everything, but you know, there some sports reporters uh, are are so they see this as an opportunity to express. Their political view through the prism of sports to uh, do everything in their power not to let Donald Trump get elected. And if they tell you anything different, if that is not at very least part of their mindset, then you are either naive or you're lying to yourself. And nobody will admit that. I have conversations with friends. I said, do you think any of this is political and has to do with Trump? And they almost like whisper to me, I do. I really do. <laughs> You're like, like I'm going to go say something. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know. yeah. So do you understand, do you agree with that premise or not? I,
0: well, I do. And I believe that the double standard is easily demonstrable from the fact that I don't remember a single column criticizing Donald Trump's predecessor as president, Barack Obama, for the way he not only injected himself, but elevated himself to being the face of the NCAA tournament. I mean, I don't, you know, we got Andy Katz on ESPN with Barack Obama. We got him one-on-one with him. One-on-one. We got him picking the NCAA tournament. We got him, and look, you know, that. I love that. I, 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 was not a fan of Barack Obama. I know I didn't I am I didn't not a that. fan of Barack Obama and so could I what if you say Bruce check yes or no. Would you like to see Barack Obama in the middle of the NCAA tournament? Throughout the tournament, I would have checked no. But I didn't write a column ripping him and saying he's, you know, injected himself and is ego-driven yeah. and la la la. I firmly believe that if we had a president that the mainstream media supported. Approved of, yes. The portrayal of how the government has handled COVID-19 be totally would different. be 180
1: degrees. Watch it. Look, look, here's the thing, okay? On November 4th, if Joe Biden wins, it's going to be a different, whole different coverage.
0: Once he gets in office, give it a couple of weeks. It's over. February... We won't hear any more about it, just like we didn't hear much, if anything, about COVID-19 during the protests. And I don't see anything reported now. And I think it's a plausible connection to make that this spike in positive tests, and that's all we have proven, that it's a spike in positive tests. I don't see it ever linked to massive protests in major cities by young people, and oh, by the way, who's testing positive now? Young people. Can I give you a, a perfect example of
1: what you just described? Sure. Uh, the governor of Washington State, James Inslee, I believe is his name. We could. Mm-hmm. That's Google. so close to that. Issued an order that he is banning gatherings of backyard barbecues. Of 10 or more people. But if you want to set up a campground in the middle of the city called Chaz slash Chad. Chaz Chop. Whatever it is, that's fine. So, I mean. He's got I, the like, same approach as I, Bill de Blasio, just, the mayor just, of New York. Yeah, Bill de Blasio. <laughs> Shut down the schools but opened up daycares with
0: hundreds of thousands of kids. Or, what are we doing? I mean, well, he it, says, you know, the mass gatherings are banned, but protests. Well, we're sensitive to people's well, right to protest. Let me. Well,
1: uh, again, so, I mean, I look at that and I wonder how actually like how people actually take that serious. How how do people actually take that serious? I, I really want to know. I really want to know where was Pat. Did Pat write a uh, column on Chaz. Or the get mass gatherings of people protesting or rioting, and I how that could—I so. don't think so. Huh? He I don't think he, so. He, but I—I th-
0: I didn't check the whole. I don't know if he did or not. Columns.
1: Okay, I'm just—I'm just, I'm just yeah. curious. How many did Florio write anything on that? I don't believe I saw that from
0: Florio. Okay, but I see that Florio I, is anti-college football season. Everybody's
1: anti-college football yeah. season, I, and I don't understand why. Do they want to we see? We just explain why. Do they want to see? the demise of other college sports because the only thing you're going to hurt by taking away college football is all the other sports around it. Yeah. and the college experience. So I guess that's their goal to destroy college sports as we know it. That's that can be their only goal and instead of doing anything they can possibly do to save it, they're doing everything that they can possibly do to destroy it because it's Donald Trump's fault. That's not my words. That was the column that you just read from from Pat Forty. Yeah. It's it's Donald Trump's fault. So we have to destroy this because
0: it's Donald Trump. And look, we don't love like being politically partisan on the show. Um, it's not politically partisan. It it, well, it people it, may take some people may take it that way, and I don't want to drive listeners away. But I just I'm always going to be honest with you. Chris is always going to be honest with you. It's just. This, you might think, well, this is your opinion. And it is our opinion, but it's also our analysis of what we're seeing and why we're seeing what we're seeing. And I would just challenge you if you think we're off the reservation on this. I would like to challenge you with this question. And if you can supply me with an answer, great. You can email the answer to SpielmanHooleyPodcast at gmail.com or tweet it at WeTackle. Can you name me one major media member nationally? Who has been out front with the fact that they voted for Donald Trump? Name me one. I don't know. Don't say Clay Travis because he said he said no. He hasn't. Me? And he voted? Yeah, me. <laughs> major, <laughs> I, I'm major, not a major media. media member nationally. So I mean, I I would just say challenge you that way because well, I can give you tons of others who you know who did not. Okay, and but all that.
1: So, not only is that my opinion, I just. So regardless you can listen or not listen. I mean you again, again all we're doing is talking to you, not talking at you or over you.
0: And we'd did, love to engage you on the topic. Send us an I email, just, give us uh, give us your opinions on. It.
1: Can we we should set up a phone line in here. Can you do that?
0: Um I suppose that could be done. Yes. Okay. Just take give, your royalty, just, just your give, royalty checks upstairs, just, waiting on you along with just, your Hemisphere coffee. <laughs> we'll take that and finance a, my royalty. You know check. what? We could probably set up a Google rant line. I think that's, I think that's doable. Might I'll be a good idea. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, love to get listener. But feedback. I guess my point
1: is that was Pat Forty saying that, so he's made it political by saying Donald Trump's ruined college football. Yeah, it's his fault. He says he's the reason. He's the reason. He's the reason.
0: Yeah, he's the reason. So you know, I, I'm. I'm okay. Well, you're right. I'll read you the sentence again, just so you know that I'm not. If the season dies, we know who had the biggest hand in killing any chance of it happening, colon Donald Trump. That's from Pat Forty's column at SI.com. So and I, I think here's, I'll try to handle this honorably. Would this be the right way to handle it? I'll text Pat and I'll say, hey, I don't want you to hear this secondhand. Here's the link to the podcast. I hope we can stay friends. I disagree with your opinion and I just want you to hear it here. If you want to listen to what we said, here's what we said. Is that the right way to handle it? I don't know. I'm not trying to be provocative. I just don't want him to hear anything. Why, hey, why, why do you have to text? Hooli's ripping you. Hooli's not, not ripping We're not ripping you. We're well, engaging. That's what people will say. Hooli's ripping you. Why do you
1: care what people are going to say? Because I like Pat and I, like, I want to preserve. I want to do what I can to preserve. I would call him then.
0: Okay.
1: I'd call him and say, look, we talked about your column today and we disagreed with it, just so yeah, you know.
0: Just so you know. All right. Very good. All
1: right. Why, why don't you just do that? I mean, I'm, that's another thing I'm tired of <laughs> And I get on my kids about be texting you. No, I like to actually talk to people. Okay, like, very good. Don't text me if you're upstairs and I'm in the weight room. Walk your ass down to the weight room and ask me the question. Don't text me the question. Was the I'm text, sorry.
0: Was the text, Dad? Can I have some of your Hemisphere coffee?
1: Uh I'm gonna. No, get... they don't ask for that. They just no, take no. It. Um, they just. I don't. I don't know. They just. They it, usually my answer is now. Now they're all adults. So my answer is, well, here's what I would do. But it used to be, if you have to ask, it's probably no. Yeah, that's right. That's the answer. So anyway, but I'm over those days, thank goodness.
0: Made a trip to Mechanicsburg yesterday and to the uh, location where Hemisphere Coffee Roasters does what they do. And uh, look what I have in my hand, Mr. Spielman. I have a big box of coffee upstairs for you.
1: Oh, okay. I was going to say, that'll last me. That'll uh, last
0: a day. This will last, last two me through workouts. the weekend. No, no, no. I have in my hand uh, a compilation of some of their flavored coffees yeah. for Bowling Green bound Macy Spielman. Yeah. I'm including it's... Scottish Grog, which is butterscotch and chestnut flavors with a slight rum mm, she tone. She's going to love that. She won't pass the uh, sobriety test. No, she will. Uh, blueberry Cobbler, right? Blueberries with warm Ooh, vanilla like cinnamon notes. I might like that one. And Jamaica Me Crazy, creamy caramel vanilla with a Jamaican yeah. rum flavor. That's what that is. Flavor.
1: I was trying to figure out what that Jamaica Crazy was.
0: Yes. Yeah, so they uh, heard Macy likes uh, creme brulee, and yeah. so they've uh, tossed in here. Some of their uh, flavored varieties, and they She'll have many excited. flavored varieties. You guys can see what they have at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. That's where you can order. That's where you can get your 15% discount when you use the promo code WETACKLELIFE. Email to podcast at gmail.com. Oh, just a minute. I must have uh, axed out of the uh, Spielman Hooley account. But we uh, got an email today from someone who I don't think I've ever seen this before. Um. Someone who emailed me the phonetic pronunciation of their name so that I get their name right. I, like I believe that. I would have gotten it right anyway.
1: I get that every week on my uh, charts for football because I think it's very important. I get upset at myself. The thing that ticks me off more than anything about my my uh, broadcasting is uh, if I mispronounce somebody's name. I'm really, really uptight about that. He
0: didn't give me the accent, you know, the all caps syllable, but uh Giuliano Bartalino. Giuliano Bartalino. Good Irish kid from New Middletown, <laughs> Ohio. Texts or uh, emails, great podcast Hemisphere Coffee is absolutely fantastic. I totally recommend it. Keep up the good work. I don't know if he means us or Paul and Grace and Andy at Hemisphere, probably both. But you can get uh, Hemisphere Coffee at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. When I talked to Paul yesterday, he said, you know, I was talking to a farmer friend of mine, and the farmer said, hey, I heard about you on the podcast. And Paul uh, sponsors uh, a podcast of um, another – he sponsors another podcast, and he he thought it was that one.
1: Farmersonly.com.
0: No, (laughs) it's like some big, uh, you know – uh, hunters like it's a hunters podcast okay. because you know he has the hunters blend which is okay. one of your favorites. Okay. And the guy said, No, the sports podcast, the Spielman and Hooley podcast.
1: All right. So there, there you go.
0: we go. Get on board, advertisers. Get on board with Hemisphere Coffee at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters Uh speaking of college football. Yes. You see what Sandy Barber, the Penn State A D, had to say about he head was coach the one. James Franklin.
1: Well Sandy Barber was the one that says that spring football is a last resort. Okay. Just so you know,
0: this will come as breaking news to Ohio State fans who have uh, gotten used to living high on the hog on the success of Urban Meyer and Ryan Day. Sandy Barber, Penn State coach, says first and foremost, we have the best college football coach on the planet, James Franklin. Dabo Sweeney. Now, I just have a... They they hire Nick Saban? I don't want to, like, intrude on Sandy Barber's love for his head football coach, but I would think the best football coach on a planet, call me crazy, would be able to protect a two-score fourth-quarter lead (laughs) either at home or on the road or both, which James Franklin has had recently against Ohio State, and he's protected neither. Has he beaten Ohio State yet? He has on the blocked field goal. Okay. But he had a two-score lead at Columbus. J.T. Barrett senior year, blocked punt. J.T. Barrett, to Marcus Ball, <laughs> J.T. Barrett like completed what sixteen out of sixteen in the fourth what? quarter. Yeah, then he and went Ohio JT, State. Came back.
1: And J. What was that the game that J.T. converted to two-point run? No, that was that's I think another time. I think that it, it was, it was Braxton, Braxton over there. Yeah. No, J.T. I thought J.T. had a JT torn had, torn uh, MCL. Yet he's still with Urban called isn't
0: There have been so many Penn State folds against Ohio State in the fourth quarter. I can't keep them all straight in my head, but I remember Dwayne Haskins to Ben Victor and Dwayne Haskins to K.J. Hill and James Franklin not letting Trace McSorley have the ball in his hands on a key fourth down play at the end. So Sandy Barber has either purged those circumstances from his mind or he has much different standards for the best college football coach on the planet than I do. And that's not to say James Franklin hasn't done a good job. That is to say— He's done a great job at Penn State. That is to say, if he doesn't beat Ohio State, he's not the best coach in the division, <laughs> no, let alone yeah. on the planet.
1: I I will agree with you. I think, I think James is a very good coach. I really do. I think he's an interesting guy. He doesn't turn coach off very often, especially when he's out. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: He's you, always coaching, always coaching, always yeah. coaching. Like when
1: he talks to you, he's talking oh, yeah. to you. Like, like a player. I, and I get oh, yeah. that. Sure,
0: I, he's always on. Of course, gotta I get be. that. And it's a lot at stake.
1: There's a lot of guys that don't, but yeah. Uh, I look. There's a lot of good coaches in the Big Ten, and and I I would think that the hiring of Urban Meyer elevated the Big Ten, and they forced, I th- think, schools to go out and coaches like we the big Ten was lagging dreadfully behind the SEC as far as coaches salaries and when assistant urban came, coaches assistant coaches yeah. yeah and so um to uh, urban is every coach should be grateful to Dabo Sweeney urban Meyer uh look um Nick Sabin. Saban. they elevated the salaries of these coaches yeah, they did
0: and perfect, they should be grateful example. to the SEC for paying coordinators a yeah. million dollars because now at Ohio State, there's five guys, five assistants yeah. making a million bucks.
1: Gene at one point said he'll never pay an assistant a million dollars. It can
0: just go on down there to the SECs. Yeah. We're
1: not paying assistant coaches a million dollars. Another guy that can be extremely grateful to Urban Meyer is Tom Herman, although I don't know you if they're on the best of terms.
0: Probably but not. But what's either.
1: Tom getting at Texas? He's well over five million. Oh, yes. So. He
0: is. He certainly is. now. Also in the Big Ten, also coaching related. Tony Dungy, speaking with Big Ten Radio on Sirius XM, that might be our guy Ben Hartsock, says that Minnesota Roll your boat. could become the next Clemson in college football. <laughs> I'm sorry. He says Clemson. That caught me off guard. I'm sorry. It was not a place where you say automatically, hey, if I take this Clemson job, we're going to be a national championship contender in three years. It wasn't looked at that way. The fact that it can happen at Clemson, the fact that it can happen at Minnesota, that makes college football great. PJ Fleck coming off an eleven and two season in his third year, he's got uh, Tanner Morgan his quarterback back, uh, but he's got to win the Big Ten West before he yeah. becomes Clemson. Well, I,
1: I, I think PJ Fleck, and we do the row your boat thing mm-hmm. in all that. But, you want to row the boat. Yep. Yeah, but he, you know what? The thing I love about that guy, first of all, he's won wherever he's been. Won wherever he's been, and. He doesn't change. Oh, and he's he, always he, on as yeah. well. And he, yeah, he is. Uh, I don't know. He's I, not I, always as on? No, I I, I um, had a really good conversation, brief, but it was good, out in Arizona one time at a non foot It was a football event, but mm-hmm. it was a cocktail party atmosphere. And he was sitting there with his wife, and I went up and introduced myself. And this is when I thought it when I was going to work uh, college football for Fox, before I was saved from doing that dreadful, boring, boring, <laughs> boring games. No, I, I like Ohio State games and playoff games, but uh, it really relaxed and just to have a good conversation with a guy, and he, he's a really good guy. But I get when you're at a place like Minnesota, mm-hmm. you got to be on, you got to be selling all the time. Ryan Day doesn't have to always go out and sell Ohio State. Ohio State sells itself. Would you agree with that? Minnesota yes, doesn't it sell does. itself. Like no, it when doesn't. I think of Ohio State, I think of uh Ohio State football. And talking of course relative to sports. Of course. When you're talking hey, about mid sorry
0: I- Mike Florio trying to get in on the uh, podcast. Sorry Mike.
1: <laughs> when I think of Minnesota, and I think of sports, I don't think of College football. What I do think of when first thing that comes to my mind? Here, do this. dude go. Um, go through all the Big Ten. Yeah, I'm going to tell you the first thing. Like when I think of Minnesota, the first thing that comes to my mind is Dave Winfield. I think of you know why? <laughs> why? Three sport. Wasn't he a three sport athlete? Yeah. in Minnesota baseball,
0: and, basketball.
1: I don't know if he played one. football, but I, I think know. he could have been
0: a uh, great athlete. So I, I think I, of I, just being f- as cold as I've ever been in my life. Walking from <laughs> Dinky Town, walking through Dinky Town, which is what they call their campus area, Dinky Town uh-huh. to Williams Arena. Yeah. I think of their crappy basketball arena. I love I think that The arena. first thing I think the of, when, honestly, the first thing I think of when I think of Minnesota is I think of them mugging the Ohio State men's basketball team in 1971, okay. 72. That's the first thing I think of. Um, Michigan. I think of the helmet. I think of Bo beckler Okay. Uh, Michigan State. I think, of their win at
1: Ohio State in 98. I think in 1979 as a seventh grader, my dad worked at football camp, and my brother and I got in for free because my dad worked at football camp. And there was a linebacker by the name of Danny Bass, who was their starting middle linebacker, that uh, actually gave me some extra attention. I think he had a career in the CFL, and I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. In fact, I became a Spartan fan. I wore a Michigan State
0: jersey, uh, jacket that whole year. Wow. Uh Illinois. Illinois, I think of uh, Ron Zook taking him to the Rose Bowl. Okay.
1: I think of Buckus, and I also think of Earl Bruce saying that Mike White. Cheater. It's <laughs> a river riverboat gambling
0: cheater, yes. Yeah. Uh Indiana. Uh, I just hate the very mention of the word. I think Bob Knight. Okay. Bobby Knight. Like I said, I hate the very mention of the word. <laughs> and the candy stripe
1: pants. Candy pants, yeah. The w- warm-ups. Yep northwestern
0: ineptitude
1: uh i <laughs> i think of uh randy walker good former coach who passed away yeah. suddenly i think tragically. He a heart, yeah tragically but was a great, great. guy a trojan randy walker in the first time uh i did did a game not as a player cuz i didn't care but as a broadcaster i did a game and i realized how beautiful that campus is i think it's just a great little campus yeah Um. Uh, uh who might what well, Wisconsin. Big offensive lineman. That's a good one. Uh, I
0: think of Barry Alvarez because mm. he has the statue. And and <laughs> well deserved statue. He does. Three Rose Bowls in a decade. <laughs> There's a guy who like when Tony Dungy's talking about Clemson, when Barry Alvarez went to Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh. Uh, horrible. They, one win his first year, three Rose Bowls in a decade. Nobody's ever done that. Won one, three Rose Bowls in a decade. Here's why
1: I love Barry Alvarez, when he hired himself to coach a team in the bowl game. Yeah.
0: Well, we <laughs> need an interim not. coach. Well, I mean, you know, I happened to look in the mirror this morning and realized we have one on but the it, job. Twice! He did I, it twice! I don't care, I
1: love that. I yeah. thought it was awesome, man. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm hiring myself. I'm hiring myself. I, I got I, a legend right here. Why, why would I
0: deal with any of these other knuckleheads? Penn State. Uh, I think of Joe Paterno. Yeah,
1: I think it's hard not to. Yeah. If I had a, a second choice, because he's a good friend of mine, I'd think of Todd Blackledge, just because mm-hmm. he was from yeah. North Canton. North and, Canton, And Hoover. Todd went to.
0: Did he go to Hoover in high school? Yeah. I know he yeah. coaches
1: there now. No, apparently. he's not coaching anymore. He's not coaching no. anymore? That's too bad, But Todd, Todd has a great influence on people. You a, know
0: what? He'd be a great guest for us.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'll try to get him on. No, but, I got his number. I'll oh, give him oh, All right. Well, I, I, didn't I think have you to do everything. I don't think you ever book guests. I don't.
0: You don't. It would help if you text him. But, no thanks. I can't back, I'll hold back that box of coffee. I can't
1: afford to, as I filled up my gas at the uh, Giant Eagle. There's there, a for-
0: royalty check upstairs. <laughs> royalty <laughs> check upstairs. There is there is a royalty check upstairs. Yeah, three numbers on it. Guy, I want to I want to finish the Big Ten
1: real quick. Who who go ahead. who else uh, did I miss? Who Iowa, left? Iowa. Uh, I think of nineteen eighty five. Don't think of that. I can't. Why? I know.
0: That's they were number one, sure. and we beat them. Oh, okay. Eighty-five. And the, I was, and was thinking. Thunderstorms- I had it in my head. Eighty-seven. I
1: no, thinking. I don't think of that. I think okay. of nineteen eighty-five. I Actually, had a good thought. I must be showing some good. personal
0: growth. Two interceptions. Rainy day. Yeah, had an Iowa. Day. Chuck Long was going to throw for a thousand yards against <laughs> you that day, according to Bert Grafe of the Columbus <laughs> Citizen Journal. He did not. He did not. <laughs> Yeah. Iowa, I think of Hayden Fry. Yeah, he's
1: Hayden, uh, and Hayden a, was a, such an impact on so many uh, great coaches. Barry Alvarez included, I believe. Bob Stoops,
0: Barry Alvarez, uh, Wayne Bill Fonce, Snyder,
1: Wayne Fonts, yeah. my coach in Detroit. Yeah. So Iowa, Illinois, Wisconsin, uh, Rutgers.
0: What do you think of? <laughs> I try not to think of Rutgers. <laughs> I think of them being relegated to another league. Is what I hope will happen to them at some point in time. I,
1: my thought is Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Because I did an Army. Great college player. I did an Army Rutgers game on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like that like DJ that's been all over the world. You've been my, everywhere, man. You've my, been everywhere. In West Johnny Point. Johnny Cash and Chris Spielman. In West Point. And I thought that the performance that Ray Rice put on, um, I thought was just, I love this guy as a player. And so every time I think of R- Rutgers, I do think of Greg Schiano, but my – could think of the birthplace of football, but my mm-hmm. first thought was Ray Rice when I think of Rutgers. Sure. So, um, did we hit them all?
0: I'm sure we met, met left some. Purdue. Okay. What do you think of when you think of Purdue?
1: Um, Gene Cady. I do too. <laughs> I just, because. Gene Cady, comb over. Yeah. Not many, but not many people know that Gene Cady was actually a football player. I so he believe he played for Pitt State. And I think he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, or there's
0: some connection. I don't know. With, he had a minor league. At least a minor league football career. Yeah. There's a
1: some connection with Gene Cady in the uh Pittsburgh Steelers. I
0: don't know. That's just this my, my thought. My favorite Gene Cady story. When Arizona State hired Bill Frieder as head coach when in eighty nine, when Michigan ended up winning the NCAA tournament with Steve Fisher, they approached Gene Katie first. And I happened to see Gene Katie at the Final Four. And I said, Gene, why didn't you take the job at Arizona State? And he said, you know, I was going to take it. And then I looked out. I was sitting in my office and i in uh, West Lafayette, Purdue. And he says, sitting in the window. I, sitting in my office, I looked out the window, and I realized I couldn't leave. And I thought, dude, I've been to West Lafayette. Like, there's no view out of any window in West Lafayette that would compare with Tempe, Arizona. Yeah. Like, what in the world were you looking at? Somebody put a mural up of something else other than what I've seen over there? But, uh, yes. GTA. Maryland. Maryland. I uh, think of Gary Williams. I knew you would say that. Of
1: course. I think of Len Bias
0: actually because oh. I
1: remember watching Len play. Oh. It was a, what what year was that? What could have been right? That's one of the, the
0: 1986. Yeah, drafted by the Celtics. I, just, I remember exactly where I was when I heard on the radio that Len Bias had died of a cocaine overdose. I was I was walking out of my car. I was getting out of my car in Miami, Florida. I had just moved there. To go to work at the Miami News, and I was walking, getting out of my car to go in the electric company to, like, set up my electric bill. And I heard a sports update that he had died, and I was just like, oh, my goodness.
1: I mean, you remember better than I. I just remember him being really good.
0: Was he Um, really, really, really good? Stud. Yeah. Complete stud.
1: Was there a person— Len
0: Bias and Larry Bird together. Magic and the Lakers could have just forgotten winning a title.
1: Was there a person—was that— Donnie Rogers? Did Donnie Rogers? Donnie Rogers was shortly after. Right. Yeah. Because I remember watching Donnie Rogers mm. and... Uh, Brown Ron,
0: safety Don Rogers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I took a visit my freshman year to UCLA, mm-hmm. and I went out to a bowl practice, and I saw this guy that was about 6'3", about 2'30", and I'm saying... uh
0: who? I look at the coach, who's that? Who's that linebacker? Yeah, who's that well, He said, oh, that's our safety. Donnie Rogers said, Yeah. ew, okay. I that. Had, is that the visit where you had Kleenex in your cowboy boots as you're trying to look yeah. taller? Yeah, all of them, absolutely,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or cowboy
0: boots to UCLA's full friends. I don't know why, because all these people were going to offer me. They were coming after me. They all me wanted I, you back. As well they should have. Yes, indeed. All right, uh, we want to remind you that auiinfo.com. they want you to call them not because they need you, but because you need them. Info, Chrissy, Julie, Steve, and their other 14 employees. They're a small business themselves, so they know what your needs are as a small business. And the most important thing for you as a small business owner is, they know how to help you line up health insurance for your employees and how to help you navigate all the ticklish HR situations that develop, particularly at a time where you're ramping back up after coronavirus. They know every state regulation. They know They're on it. what you're going to do if you have an employee who is uh, COVID positive and what are your rights and what are, the, what are the employees' rights. and You don't want to put yourself in a jackpot legally. And, boy, they also stay in touch with you and become your friend, AUI University gives you the answers that you need to ongoing HR issues and ongoing health insurance issues, and they're licensed to help any small business in the state of Ohio. So that is the website, easiest to reach via the web, auiinfo.com, auiinfo.com. And you say, what will I pay? Well, really, AUI is paid by the people that they put you in touch with, because those companies want to do business with you. So your costs Minimal to non-existent, but, boy, the benefit, you can't even calculate it. com. Um Maybe
1: they should get a hold of the NCA and Mark Emmerich and tell them about... Help him with HR issues related yeah, so to So they COVID. don't get sued so and we good. can play football.
0: Yeah, that'd be nice. If only Mark Emmerich and the NCAA were headquartered in Ohio, that'd be fine. But I'm sure they'd be more than willing to give them an informational conversation. And they are for you, too, Ohio businesses. AUI info. You're not obligated to anything when you contact him the first time. You got it. Uh, speaking of calculating the cost of things, uh, Dustin Johnson and Ricky Fowler needed a calculator yesterday to keep track of their soaring golf score in the first round of the Memorial Tournament. Dustin Johnson finished eight over par. Ricky Fowler finished nine over par. High scores the tournament. It's the second consecutive week they've played a PGA Tour event at Mirrorfield Village. The golfers all said yesterday the course played dramatically different because it played faster and the wind was up. And so your leader is Tony Finau, who's one of my favorites, at minus 6. He birdied four of his last five holes. Tigers at minus 1, birdied 18. Uh, Rory McIlroy, I think, is minus 2. The winner of the Workday Charity Open, Colin Morikawa, uh, shot six, uh, shot 4 over par. Justin Thomas is 2 over. Phil and Brooks Kepka are even. And uh, Bubba Watson and Xander Shoffley are six over par. Did you watch any of that yesterday on Golf Channel? No. I did. I watched it on YouTube TV, baby. Oh, you got YouTube TV? You got YouTube How do you TV. Like it? I like it great for the living room TV where I have the Roku stick. I tried to get it on my smart TV in my bedroom last night. I tried to go to the web browser and type in YouTube TV and then log in. That's a no go. You got to get a Roku stick. I got to get another Roku stick. So, one way or the other, the cable jackals are going to get you. Yeah. Your bill's going to be... My bill, I got out of dish because my bill was 120 a month, and I wanted to cut my bill in half, and so with YouTube TV, we can do that. So we're paying 65 a month, but nice. then I had to buy the $50 Roku stick. There you go. So <laughs> so I got like four TVs in the house. You need four so Roku So it's going to take me four months to break even on the cable So, I don't know, but I can get YouTube TV on my laptop real easy. Okay, good. So I could watch, I watched the Memorial Tournament down here yesterday while I was working. So that will uh, have round two today, and then it'll wrap up on Sunday. Speaking of uh, another thing, on
1: uh, Monday, the Kansas City Chiefs world champions are reporting to training camp. Fantastic.
0: Uh, Fantastic. Uh,
1: 72 players.
0: Are they going to be able to keep that nickname, Chiefs? Are they going to be able to keep that?
1: 72 players so far, according to the NFLPA, have tested positive for coronavirus.
0: 72.
1: Out of every player that's going to camp. I
0: saw Oklahoma's tested like a bunch of guys, and they've got zero positive. Yeah. So Ohio State shut down for a little while. Now they're back at it. Michigan's tested. They got one or two positive tests. Um, Is Governor DeWine
1: going to shut down? Well,
0: what would you think of the Gov's big announcement? <laughs> His big 530 announcement. I, I don't thought, watch him anymore. I so thought it I was know. a nothing burger. It was a pep talk. It was Ohio's done a great job. We got to do a great job. I think that was kind of a preemptive strike from the governor, that if he does, if he sees anybody outside without a mask on, he's going to clamp down do? shut down. I don't know.
1: He, uh, he won't shut down. I don't think he can shut down. I hope he doesn't. I don't think anybody will follow his lead. Maybe they will. I don't know. Apparently,
0: uh, Union County has now been upgraded to red level. What happened? They have, like, well, they have had, 500 ready, hospitalizations. You ready for this? Yeah. They've had four hospitalizations mm-hmm. since June 23rd. Three weeks. Four hospitalizations. Right. But, but, Spiels, the last week of June, from the last week of June to the first week of July, their incidence of positive tests has increased 300%. Okay. Had seven the last week of July, last week of June, and they had twenty-one the first week of July. So you see how I can lie with statistics on the COVID. Yeah, they their positive tests Did increased three hundred percent. No, I was looking online today, and Matt Finkus, Corona, Corona conspiracy theorist no, fellow Corona. Matt's uh, not a c- no, but Matt is Matt's a businessman. Right. He's not a businessman. He's a businessman, and Matt. Is like reopen Ohio. Matt posted a photo, I assume that was of his lovely wife and he last night at the mm-hmm. Bogey Inn. Uh, get out and enjoy a beautiful evening right. at the Bogey Inn. So Matt's about living his life. Matt's not living in fear. And Matt had these numbers from Union County today because when you see, oh, Union County threat level red, and I thought, well, there goes my chance of going to Kroger in Marysville without a mask and Lowe's in Marysville without a mask. If they're threat level red, And, yeah, their cases increased 300%, 300%, but they went from 7 to 21. And since June the 23rd, they've had 52 cases total, 52 zero deaths, by the way.
1: I get my information and news from other sources. Um, I am choosing not to follow Governor DeWine because I don't follow people who lead through fear. I follow people who lead through strength and courage. That's my, you know, that's just my preference of leadership. Not uh, fear isn't inspiring. This inspires fear and a monster is amongst us. I don't follow people that think in those terms because that's not what inspires me. I follow people that inspire me and that lead with strength and courage and hope and optimism yet still being realistic and responsible to me he doesn't do that so i choose not to follow him
0: and let me just say his these assertions and i believe he's one who asserted this that if everybody would wear a mask we'd get rid of this thing in a month i think that is 100 percent bunk that's what the cdc said bunk that, so because the CDC- i heard if we all quarantined at home we'd be fine to like resume our lives in 15 days or a month and then we did and then that didn't happen so that's just way why. through I find it a little bit hard to believe. They dynamited their credibility with me early on when they said, masks don't help. Nobody should wear a mask. Anthony Fauci, nobody should wear a mask. There's no reason to wear a mask. Now everybody's got to wear a mask. All right, we have one final football story to get to, and I wish it was a better football story, but it's a horrible football story. It is about the Washington Redskins. Mm -hmm. Well, the former team formerly known as the Washington Mm Redskins. Uh, Washington Post publishes an article featuring numerous allegations of sexual harassment by members of the Redskin, the former Redskins organization, by former employees and journalists covering the team. Uh, radio guys, I don't know if they're journalists. It's their radio team. a so Washington guy, Post, so you got to take everything. True, but the women are. One of the women is on the record. Fourteen are not on the record. the The allegations are extremely serious and extremely in bad taste. Commenting on their commenting Tuffle. on their personal appearance and asking if they're interested in them and you know romantic ways and things like that and,
1: and yeah. suggestive ways so yeah, if you're you, I mean, you nobody can, should have to deal with this you can read that. the article and yeah. it's just it's disturbing and it's just I, I you know it's interesting that you bring that up because when I heard about that story uh, one thing that I notice um when I go to different buildings, around the league when i was allowed to i -hmm. won't be allowed to this year Mm -hmm. hopefully in the future we can resume that but when you walk into a building you know when you walk into something that is everybody's on the same page Mm -hmm. you know that there's a Mm -hmm. there's a certain atmosphere around this team and oftentimes when you walk into the building or you walk around the building you get that feeling and obviously a lot of it's accompanied with winning, right? That's just, it is. Sure. But when I walked into Washington's place, it was just like a feeling of nothing. There was nothing there. Nobody was engaged. It just felt like nothing was invested. It felt just empty. Even though there were people there, Mm -hmm. it felt just empty. And people were just kind of like aimlessly wandering around. That's just the feeling I got. I'm not saying that's the case. I want to be perfectly clear on that. That's just the feeling that I got that there was no. And I, I get it. Everybody was getting fired. They already fired uh, the Jay uh, Gruden. They were getting ready to fire Bill Callahan. Bruce Allen was. I get it that that the you know the hangman was hanging over that place when I was down there. To be fair, but there's just certain uh, a vibe you get when you walk into buildings that are winning. And you walk into buildings that are losing. And that certainly had a losing vibe when you walked around that place. Now, hopefully, Ron Rivera, uh, with the leadership of Ron Rivera, they can change all that. But there's no excuse for that type of behavior in any workplace. Just none. It's just it's just awful when I hear those stories. Yeah.
0: yeah. So. Ron Rivera uh, is in a really unusual situation. I, he does not have the resume of a guy who would, I think, be someone charged with the additional things he's being charged with besides winning. Every coach is charged with winning. Ron Rivera got the Panthers to one Super Bowl? I'm not. Okay. But now he comes in, the name change, the culture change, all those different things that he's being given input on and leadership tasks related to, um, you know, he's uh, he's got a lot on his plate. Hard so, enough to just win a game in the NFL. Yeah. and With a young have quarterback. Have you ever met Ron Rivera? I have not Have Matt you Ruth? heard about Ron Rivera? I have heard of Ron Rivera. He's Ron. heard I, of many things I've about never him. heard
1: anybody say a negative word about
0: that man. Yeah. I've My personal dealings with him, I love the guy. Did he just get to a point in Carolina, because Carolina has high hopes for Matt Rule. Matt Rule's like the hottest thing going yeah. in coaching. You know... They had Ron Rivera. They obviously preferred Matt Rule to Ron Rivera. I, th- I think sometimes it's just it's just time. It's right? just it, yeah. it doesn't. It's not an indictment on Carolina.
1: I think you're it's right. Not right. an indictment on Ron Rivera. That's just kind of the nature of the NFL as yeah. far as coaches go. So. I think
0: Mike McCarthy, and Green Bay, got to yeah. that point. So yeah,
1: sometimes it's just yeah. it doesn't it doesn't mean that Mike McCarthy all of a sudden can't coach anymore. It's I just think not, he's a
0: great hire for Dallas. I think it's a <laughs> tremendous hire.
1: And especially with a young quarterback, with Dak Prescott, who's going to play on a franchise tag, by the way, did not sign a long-term deal. And one of the things that these players are going to have to reckon with, and they are reckoning with it, is the fact that, you know, there's going to be a change and a hit in the salary cap. And so I think how they're trying to deal with this, both the players in the league, and bear with me to see if this makes sense to you, because I don't know if I can explain it. I understand it. I don't know if I can explain it is that let's just say there's a $50 million hit, right, on mm-hmm, the salary cap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So players, obviously, instead of rising salaries, you're going to see money start to uh, drop. The salary cap drops, so shared revenue, so the players aren't going to get as much money because the owners aren't making as much money. It's a shared revenue situation. I think one of the solutions is there's a certain portion of ownership that wants to take the hit all in one shot, right, right? And, yeah. and the players want to spread it out over 10 years. Well, just that way, the salary cap can still rise. But if you spread the hit out over 10 years, it just won't rise as much. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm sure they can come to some type of agreement. And speaking of that, the owners, the NFL owners, are meeting today. And as of, as what I know of as of right now, and I'm, I haven't gotten any answers from anybody, but Right now, there are still two preseason games scheduled. Now, I don't know how those are going to be broadcast because that affects me because I do Lions preseason mm-hmm. games. I think that no matter what it is, I will be, if they do play two preseason games, I will be broadcasting both those games from Detroit via either in the stadium or at the studio. Um, I think those things are still need to be worked out. I think August 1st. We're going to have a lot more answers, I know, on college football. I think the NFL, uh, since you have a team reporting the training camp and the owners are meeting today, I'm expecting to hear something from Fox within the next, hopefully, week or so. I Mm -hmm. mean, because I just don't – nobody knows anything. Everybody I call, uh, I don't think there's a set-in-stone direction in which way we're going from broadcasting. I did give you the league's perspective on how we are going to broadcast games. Remember, we're going to get tested every Friday – And I'm assuming that's the home team's responsibility to give us a test. Uh, There'll be social distancing if you're on the field. There'll even be social distancing within the booth. There'll be nobody visiting the team practice facilities during the week. And so I'm just waiting to kind of find out what the protocol is as the league gets ready to move forward, How what Fox's plan for us is to move forward. I still... um, you know, I wouldn't mind a regional schedule, mm-hmm. but I don't know how because of the contracts. Well, I don't know sense. how that would drive to games at all. Yeah, time. I don't know how that would work out with uh, CBS and, you know, if everybody
0: everything can be pick. worked out yeah. on the uh, everything can be worked out if they On a Zoom a call. to it. Yeah, there you go. Speaking Zoom of
1: game. that, did you know and I know you know this. I talked to an executive um, of a big company here in town and just having a conversation and, again, I only say these names – don't say their names because I don't have their permission to use their names. Um, but he said that their business has changed
0: forever. They're going to save so much more money. Well, it's changed forever so, because commercial real estate called. is going to change forever. And the other thing is that a friend of mine has uh, shared with me in his company, he said, we used to look at recruiting an, empo- an employee and say – do they live in Columbus? Are they willing to move to Columbus? He's like, now we don't have to worry about that. It's like we realize in the age of Zoom and COVID, anybody can work from anywhere
1: and be just as productive. And be just
0: as productive. Yeah. So maybe you and I will do mornings in Phoenix, and we'll be able to have the best of both worlds. It'll be a are, are to, Phoenix. Phoenix, or are you? We could do afternoons. Am I moving no, to Phoenix? or you? No, neither one of us is moving. We're going to do it from right here in the two men in a basement studios. We're going to do afternoons in Phoenix, but it'll be like a noon show here. So we'll have the whole rest of our day. Okay. Well, do I have okay. to pay extra to do No, we'll do you, shows? me, and Ron Wolfley, your buddy. I don't know how I could possibly keep you two in the I same I don't know how, if you could talk to somebody. <laughs> you no. and Wolfley together. Okay. He's the Phoenix version Wolf, of you. Wolf, I got a great deal for you. Oh, my goodness.
1: Let's do this job, and you actually get to pay to do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Again, royalty check upstairs. Uh, we hope you'll review our podcast uh, on iTunes. Uh, this gentleman did. He says, I love the show. Appreciate their opinions on sports life. Current events. Couldn't agree more on the COVID discussion. Faith segment had a positive impact on me. Fantastic. As far as sports, there's no better breakdown of football than what these guys provide. Your interview with Tom Ryan was very good. Thanks for putting on a great show. Only wish it was daily. There you go, Spiels, he wants you to come out here. It will be day. daily if, uh, if we don't have football, football's it'll canceled? probably be daily. Okay. So whatever you say. Uh, one other review that I can, sounds good at the time. Yeah. We're looking that. anybody's review will get read. We don't just read the positive ones. He just happened to be positive from uh, Rainbow Platypus. He said, "Glad you're back and going strong." Was missing you guys as well as Jackson and McCoy from uh 1057. Glad you're back and telling it like it is. Sad Drew Brees can't speak his mind like everyone else. I guess you uh, if you don't agree completely, um, you know. You're going to be in the jackpot. Yeah, you are cancel culture, but that gets us into the faith portion of the podcast. First, let me tell you about our friends at Willis Spangler Starling Attorneys on Truman Boulevard in Hilliard, full-service law firm. You get to a certain point in your life where you've checked every box. You get the home you want. You get the job you want. Your family is rolling. Everything is great. One thing you want to guard against is a legal situation that can throw you. You want to have somebody who not just is an attorney, but someone who is a friend, someone who is a confidant, someone who is of the highest integrity and character. You want Willis Spangler Starling, and you want somebody who has varied expertise, and the attorneys do that. They'll help you with personal injury, which is a danger that could always crop up. Workers' compensation, you own your own company, you want to be able to navigate that. Will's and estate planning, you want to make sure your family's taken care of if something unfortunate should happen to you. On and on and on, there's nothing that Willis Spangler Starling cannot handle. Willis Spangler Starling online at willisattorneys.com, willisattorneys.com, and make sure you mention that you heard about Willis Spangler Starling from the Spielman and Hooley podcast. All right, so this gentleman brings up cancel culture in his review, and uh, I've been thinking a lot about that, and I've uh, jokingly thought, well, um, you know, I'm at a point in my life where there's nobody they can cancel me with because I work for myself. It's not as rewarding as working uh, in radio used to be, But it has uh, rewards beyond all that. And so, you know, uh, you've shared before, Spiels, um, that we know how this game ends, this game of life. We know Mm -hmm. from Revelation how it ends, that Jesus triumphs. And Andy from... By
1: Jesus triumphing, we triumph. I just want to make that clear.
0: Right. Andy from Hemisphere Coffee Roasters sent me a link to something that I found to be extremely powerful. You've heard the phrase, and we hear the phrase sometimes in... Normal conversation, the gates of hell. The gates of hell. This comes from, you know, the gates of hell. Well, that comes from the Bible and it comes from Matthew, where Jesus is talking to Simon Peter, who many people believe is the first Pope, right? Yes. The Apostle Peter.
1: From this uh From this rock I will build my from church. From this
0: rock I will build my church. He asks Peter, Who do the people say that I am? Well, some say you're Elijah, and some uh. say you're this, and some say you're John the Baptist, and some and then Jesus says Who do you think I am? And Peter says, You're the Christ. You're the Son of the living God. You're the Mm -hmm. Messiah. And Jesus says, You're blessed. Flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. In other words, no other guy, no other person told you that. My Father in heaven revealed that to you. And you're the rock on which I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Yeah. So this thing that Andy sent me was around the the gates of hell. And he said, in its truest sense, why do people put up gates? Gates are protective, right? Correct. Gates are, because they're protective, a defensive weapon. To keep people out, right? You're in a gated community. You lock the gates to keep people out. You need a code to get in. Gates are a defensive weapon. I tend to think far too often that... It is Satan who is on the attack, and that I am behind the gates. Jesus said to Peter, the gates of hell will not prevail, which indicates that the kingdom of God is on the attack. We may feel like in this era, in any era, they have felt for hundreds of years, thousands of years, that, you know, Satan, his dominion is this world, and we tend to, as Christians, sometimes, like, man, we're under persecution, we're under attack with this. No, 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 no. The way God looks at it, the way Jesus looks at it, which means the way it really is, is that it's Satan who's behind the gates. He's trying to hold up against the attack. It is a relentless attack that is ongoing. You may think you're losing the battle right now, but as Chris has said, Revelation makes clear, the good guys win. Again, good wins out. Light wins over darkness. Yeah,
1: it doesn't mean mean we're not going to have battles. We are going to have battles.
0: But I just thought that was neat that yeah. Satan has gates on hell, and the reason he has gates is because he needs them because he's trying to hold off against the inevitable. So be encouraged by that. Be strengthened by that because the words of Jesus, our Savior, says, I will build my church on the rock, which is all the people who believe in me as yeah. the Son of God, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it.
1: Yeah, we win. Uh, so— Last time we left you, I was talking about accessing the Holy Spirit. you remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, of course, then I received the verse this morning to uh, accentuate that biblically. Mm-hmm. Uh, one from the Old Testament, one from the New Testament. For those of you that don't know that the Old Testament was written before Christ, the New Testament was written after Christ. Uh, if, when you hear those two words, am I correct in saying yes, that? Okay, I just want to make sure. I know you're my biblical scholar that I need to run things by. Not true. <laughs> I know you're a two-time state champion. <laughs> That's true. Of course it is.
0: That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> you feel better? Uh, we're we we're, we're over an hour. You hadn't gotten uh, it in yet. Oh, no, I'm I mean, sorry. Come on, man. <laughs> if Slipping.
1: Si- if sinners entice you, do not consent. So we're always going to be enticed, right? Mm-hmm. And and sinners also mean you know what type of movies you watch or what you jokes know jokes you what, tell, yeah. What 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 type shows, of behavior that you engage in? Friends you hang with, all that. So see, as Christians, true Christians is, uh, you know. <laughs> You, you can't stand for anything that's not righteous because God can only create righteousness. So if we're out love God and we try to please God, we try to stay in righteous things. And so that means that you know we, we certainly oppose all forms of uh, sexism, racism. Some people think you're, if you're conservative in your thought belief, sometimes you're labeled as a you're conservative, that means you're a racist or a sexist. No, As a Christian, you oppose all that more than anything. Uh, the other thing is, lest you enter into temptation, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So if you go into temptation, you tap into that Holy Spirit, start praying, and you'll be provided a way out that is promised. And I just want to keep encouraging folks that do that because sometimes when um, we go through rough times and, you know, uh, this COVID thing has been more, has been, challenging in so many ways. Uh, Certainly, um, some people have a more difficult time how to weather this storm than some other people. And sometimes when you get challenged or you get beat down, that's when you're weak. And when you're weak, I think Satan then comes in and uh, will try to tempt you and say, well, things aren't going your way. What the Mm -hmm. heck? Why not? Hmm. YOLO, right? You only live once. Go ahead and take your shot here. It's fine. You know, God will understand that things aren't going right for you, and so you deserve to, you know, take an extra whatever. What's the harm? Yeah, what's the harm And whatever sin or whatever vice that you battle? And, you know, we all battle vice and sin. Every single day we battle it, so you're not alone in that battle. My encouragement is to you that God's telling you that the Spirit is willing there to help you. If you just count on yourself, you're going to fail. You count on the Spirit, you're going to
0: succeed. Mm-hmm. Amen. And to back that up, you know, First uh, John four four, uh, Greater is He that is in you than yeah. He that is in the world. The Holy Spirit is within you if you've accepted Jesus as your Savior and claimed His perfection as your own. Satan is the prince of the power of the air. He's the prince of this world. But the power that's in you is greater than the power that is in the world. So we want to leave you with that today. Uh, no, we can't leave him with that today because today's Friday, and we got to pull four names in COVID-19 relief. And
1: while I'm doing this, if your neck hurts, try a little SpielmanCBD.com. Spielman-CBD. <laughs> i got news for you on the Spielman CBD. And, for, and too. for all your energy needs, go to Volunteer Energy. So there you go. Sir. My, Our my four winners <laughs> of
0: COVID-19 relief... Uh, will each win $250 for their respective nominee. Uh, this is one of the latest nominations that we received from John Grotsky for his son Brock. And Brock was someone who nominated someone who won earlier. So uh, John said that his son would be uh, embarrassed to be nominated, but John uh, believes his son is uh, in, uh, in need of that, and so uh, he nominated him. Great. Tina Van Sickles, our other winner, for uh, Kylie That came in in mid-June. Here is another one of our grad students, Kelly Crow, uh, which reminds me that we got a nice email from the professor at Ohio State who had three of his grad students win last week. Yeah. And he was extremely appreciative of that, said they're all great kids. What's he a professor of? I believe it's something in the business realm. And this is a second one of those students, Joy, uh, nominated. So two more grad students at OSU. Uh, Because their internships were curtailed by COVID. So, again, you all know somebody who's been impacted by COVID. They've lost a job. They have economic hardship. They have health hardships, something like that. So, please, email us as we continue on our road to uh, giving away $40,000 in COVID-19 relief. 40 weeks. Which Chris funded with his sale of memorabilia that he could have easily kept. But you said it can do people more good, uh, you know. If I take it off my mantle and put it up for auction, and then people who purchased some of it are kind enough to uh, pledge to return it to your children after... Uh, after I'm dead. After you're dead. dead. Yes. D-E-D. Dead. Done. D-U-N. <laughs> according done to and common. dead. Done and dead. But we're a long way from that. Uh, I got news for you. I'm not going to die. I just go another place to live. That's right. That's right. Thank you for listening this week. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. And by the way, uh, I'll be uh, telling you on Monday's podcast about another podcast that I'm starting about Big Ten football, not with Mister Spielman, but with a young man that I'm excited to work with. He's not getting paid. You're either. a cheater. He's not getting paid either. So neither am I.
1: <laughs> but it's an exciting <laughs> okay, network hey, of yeah, podcasts. Yeah, go ahead. Bye bye. No,
0: he's he's not. He's not. He's coming in a couple hours after you. So. It's, it's interesting how you break the news to me on a Friday after the show as well, the music I waited late. until I had a royalty check to give you so you wouldn't get too upset and lots of coffee. Oh. That's it. we will talk to you in
1: Hey, eye. look at that sin verse I just, about cheating and being loyal.
0: But go ahead. Hey, just you bring it. You want to stick around and join our big 10 <laughs> podcast? You're more than welcome. That'd be great. You can hang here from 7 to like 11. <laughs> or you could drive home and come back. Oh, I got a snort out of the man. That's good. Have a great weekend.